In the glow of my LA pad, I'm standing clutching my guitar like it's a lifeline. The gaff once buzzing with life, tunes and me notorious sex parties, now it echoes with silence, a mirror reflecting my washed up status. Chad Hendricks, London's blooming wild gift to rock and roll, a relic in the brave new world of auto-tuned pop songs and superficial virality. An invite sitting over there on my vintage mahogany table, shiny paper embossed with the promise of a shot, a gig they said, a comeback. For a tick, a glimmer of the old Chad Hendricks sparks up within me, yet it's quickly snuffed out by the burden of years spent trying to dodge the brutal ghost of fame. The American dream, they called it. I left behind the smoky pubs of London, the rowdy funds cheering my name, my roots. And I chased the sparkle of Hollywood, a city glimmering with chances. And beneath the razzle-dazzle I found a chasm that swallowed me up, gnawed at my soul and spat out a washed-up rock star. It was the music that dragged me down, the pursuit of perfection. It's an insidious whisper that never leaves your ear, promising you greatness and delivering ruin. I recall the countless nights of feverish songwriting, the manic guitar solos, the deafening applause, all tainted with a sickening sense of dread. And now, all my rooms are quiet, my once resonant voice drowned out by the deafening roar of my own irrelevance. As I strum the worn strings of my Stratocaster, my mind is filled with distant memories of better days, of my dreams spun in starlight and drowned in whiskey. I find myself pining for the intoxicating rhythm of the bass, the raw energy of the crowd, yet I fear the price I might have to pay. Fame is a mesmerizing melody. As I touch the worn strings of my Stratocaster, my mind is filled with the distant memories of my better days of dreams spun in starlight and drowned in whiskey. I find myself pining for the intoxicating rhythm of the bass, the raw energy of the crowd, yet I fear the price I might have to pay. Fame is a mesmerizing melody, and I fear its call more than the silence of obscurity. The invitation pulses in my sight, its message as captivating as the siren's song. Headline the retro revival concert, it beckons, and my fingers itch to strum chords and create the powerful songs that once spilled from my soul like a flood. But as I ponder the opportunity, my heart doesn't flutter with excitement. Instead, it beats with a rhythm of dread, matching the pounding anxiety coursing through me. I trace my steps through the massive corridors of my mansion, each piece of memorabilia a reminder of my tumble from glory. Blimey, what I used to have. Gold and platinum records adorn the walls, their gleam a cruel mockery. I'll stop before the life-size portrait of my old band, the Outcasts. Vivid memories flood in, a torrent of fame, destruction, and the kind of mates you could only read about in cheap novels. Jimmy the Snake Martin, our bassist, a wild spirit gone too soon. Laura Phoenix Baker, the soulful drummer with a knack for pyrotechnics. Then there was the enigmatic Molly Frost Forrester, whose voice could silence a room and whose piano playing was just as spellbinding. I stood there in that hall, trapped in the yesteryears, lost in the hypnotic power of what was. In the spooky quiet of the mansion, I found myself at the piano, fingers hovering over the cool ivory keys. This was Molly's instrument. I strike a single note and the sound cuts through the silence, 
resonating with a ghostly beauty. Despite the years, the instrument remains untouched, holding within it the echoes of our shared past. Before I can fathom my own actions, my fingers are dancing across the keys, crafting a melancholic tune that seems to bleed from the heart of the mansion itself. The harmony reverberates off the cold marble walls, a solitary serenade to the forgotten rock gods. Yet this musical respite does little to quell the storm brewing within me and my need to get back on that stage. With each passing second, the invitation weighs heavier on my mind. The past and ever-present spectre tugs at me, whispering words of temptation. Could it be? Could Chad Hendricks truly stage a comeback? My reflection in the mirror stares back. A ghost of a man once adored by legions. The image is cruel, a reminder of my lost glory. The scars of my past claw their way to the surface, raw and aching. The grueling tours, the addiction, the relentless press, and the subsequent fall from grace. Amidst these thoughts, a dangerous question lingers. A query as dark as the moonless night outside. Should I step back into the light and risk it all again? The bitter taste of failed expectations and broken promises still lingers on my tongue. Yet the allure of the stage pulls at me. Potent cocktail of dread and desire. The life of Chad Hendricks, the rock star, beckons from the corners of my soul, a forgotten symphony, and they're calling for me to have one last show. A chilling wind rattles the windows, the discordant notes jarring against the symphony of my contemplation. As I sink into the velvet couch, I clutch the invitation tighter. The decision looms before me, a fork in the road of my existence, a choice between obscurity and the treacherous path of a potential revival. With the invitation in my grip, I found myself in the abandoned recording studio at the back of the property. It's a shrine to my glory days, covered in dust, untouched since the heyday of the outcasts. A sense of reverence washes over me as I step inside. The room is brimming with memories, each corner holding fragments of laughter, anger, creativity and despair. Against the far wall, our old instruments lie in wait, like patient spectres of our musical prowess. Morley's piano, Jimmy's bass, Laura's drum set, they all sit silent and still, as if frozen in time when our music was the pulse of a generation. The sight fills me with a blend of nostalgia and sorrow so potent that my knees buckle beneath me, forcing me to lean on the soundboard for support. Running my fingers over the controls, I'm assaulted by an onslaught of memories. The countless nights spent in this very room, fine-tuning our sound until it was flawless, until it was pure rock and roll. Our retreat from the studio, its ghostly memories a storm of anxiety that threatened to consume me. Yet even as I distance myself from the physical reminders of my past, the psychological demons remain, refusing to be banished. Back in the familiar confines of my living room, I find the invitation where I left it, a seemingly innocuous piece of paper that holds the power to change everything for me. In the pitch darkness, I pour myself a drink, the fiery liquid a temporary salve for the disquiet within me. The bitter taste of the whiskey's my only friend, and my mansion, despite its grandeur, is as empty and silent as my life without the music. Looking around, I realized my pad is a complete sack of shit, and a sense of desolation engulfed me. Cursed by the absence of life, 
The void that now occupies the space where the music, mirth and madness once thrived. The opulent fixtures, the expensive art, even the breathtaking view of Los Angeles' skyline. It all feels hollow, a stark contrast to the raw, vibrant energy that once was. I reach out and clutch the invitation once more. I can almost hear the roar of the crowd, feel the hot glare of the stage lights, taste the electric anticipation of performing. It's intoxicating, terrifying. The choice that lies before me feels heavier than my guitar ever did. Any lyric, any song I've ever written was all for this moment. In this profound isolation, the truth hit me like a weight of bricks. My past, as much as I've tried to outrun it, it's caught up to me. I am, and I've always been, Chad Hendricks, the rock star. The glamour and the grime, the ecstasy and the agony, the fame and the fall, they're all etched onto the essence of who I am. The reality of my past leads me to a chilling question. Can I dance with the devil that is fame? One more time. The glass of whiskey in my hand catches the glint of moonlight filtering through the window. It casts dancing reflections on my walls. Are down the remaining liquid. It's burn a physical manifestation of my internal turmoil. And as the bitter drink sears into my throat, I can't help but contemplate the absurdity of my existence. Once upon a time, I had the world at my feet. Yet now, I'm a ghost in my own home, tormented by the very thing that once defined me, my own music. In the cold silence of my mansion, I grapple with stark solitude and vibrant memories of my past. My mind, a turbulent whirlpool of nostalgia, invariably steers me towards the woman who had left an indelible mark on my life and soul, Molly Forrester. She was like the frost in a world ablaze, the calm amidst our chaotic symphony of rock and roll. Her ethereal voice was a gentle lullaby in the heart of our storm. In her, I found an inexplicable solace, a sense of belonging that no roaring crowd or flashing spotlight could ever offer. Her piano was her confidant, each key a vessel for her soulful voice and profound sentiments. To hear her play was a glimpse into her soul, an enchanting labyrinth of grace, passion and unspeakable talent. In the gloom of my mansion, Loneliness swells within me, consuming the quiet corners of the mansion in my mind. I've lived in this shit for so long, cut off from the world that once adored me. And after all those exhilarating years of blaring music, flashing cameras and adrenaline-fueled performances, yes, I chose to retreat into the shadows. Why? The answer eludes me, lost in a murky haze of past regrets and disillusionment. Perhaps it was the crushing weight of fame the suffocating expectation or the bitter aftermath of loss perhaps it was the gargantuan cocktail of narcotics and alcohol I took daily or the ravaging guilt that gnawed at my conscience in the stark silence I'm forced to confront these demons the solitude I had once sought now feels like my prison or I'll sit down at Molly's piano and my hands hover over the keys, the ghostly notes of her favourite piece dancing at the edge of my memory. 
Before I can comprehend my actions, I'm playing the piece, the notes tumbling from the instrument in a profound memory. The music filled the room, an ode to Molly, a serenade to the captivating love that once blossomed between us. I'm lost in the rhythm, the melody, and the painful beauty of the piece. The familiar despair washes over me, the unspeakable pain of a wound that time has failed to heal. Molly's absence, the vacuum she left behind, as tangible as the silence that blankets the mansion. Tears well in my eyes, their hot sting a physical embodiment of the anguish writhing within me. I stopped playing, the abrupt silence jarring against the lingering strains of the melody. The piano keys glimmer mockingly at me, their sheen a stock reminder of the brilliant talent that they had been denied. As dawn breaks, a solitary figure stands silhouetted against the backdrop of the Los Angeles skyline. The city's lights a distant echo of my former glory. With a sigh, I run my fingers through my unkempt hair, my gaze lost in the faint glow of the breaking day. Each breath seems heavier than the last, the weight of my past pressing down upon me. My thoughts shift to Molly, her enchanting voice permanently etched in my mind, her piano playing a lingering recollection. For so long I'd suppressed her memory, yet it all comes flooding back now, as unstoppable as the tide. In my mind's eye I see her as she was, full of life, full of passion, her heart as wild as her talent. Molly, her name, is a bittersweet symphony on my tongue, a taste of what was and what could never be again. She was the starlight in our universe, the melody in our chaos, how we laughed and cried, loved and fought, created and destroyed, it all revolved around her. The memory of our final confrontation is as vivid as a fresh wound, the pain as raw as the day it happened. In the heat of the moment, words were said, actions taken, lives irrevocably changed, the regret fills me up, a bitter pill that I swallow each day. Now all I have left of Molly is her piano, a beautiful instrument that still holds the imprints of her touch. There were times when I'd play it, my fingers tracing the keys she once played. Those days are long gone though, replaced by the relentless march of solitude and silence. Throughout these years of self-imposed isolation, I've spoken to no one. After the fall it seems easier to vanish, to let Chad Hendricks, the rock star, fade away. So I erected walls around me, barriers of silence and distance, and hid behind them, safe from the prying eyes of the world. Life as a recluse wasn't a conscious choice, rather a reaction to the harsh reality of my fall. I fell into this routine with an ease that frightened me. The drugs and alcohol availed to mask the reality of my existence. The relentless cycle of euphoria and despair consumed me, leaving no room for rational thought. Now, standing on the cusp of a potential comeback, I can't help but wonder, is it too late for Chad Hendricks? Can the man I've become reconcile with the rock star I was? Or am I destined to remain a ghost, haunting the ruins of my own life? The weight of these thoughts is almost unbearable, pressing down on me until I can hardly breathe. Yet amidst the tumultuous storm of my thoughts, a small voice persists, whispering of a chance, a hope. It's a faint whisper, easy to dismiss, yet it remains, a glimmer of light in the darkness of my existence. The sun rises higher in the sky, casting a warm glow over the city. Los Angeles, a city that once held such promise for a young rock star like me, now it's a sprawling testament to my fall. 
Yet as I stand here contemplating my past and uncertain future, I realise I'm not ready to give up. Perhaps it's the lingering taste of whiskey, or the memory of Morley's laughter, or even the echoes of our old songs still reverberating in my soul. But something stirs within me. I feel a sense of defiance welling up, an urge to fight against the forces that have kept me trapped for so long. This life I've led, the fame, the fortune, it all seems so distant now, like a dream from another lifetime. I had been Chad Hedricks, the rock star, the symbol of rebellion and freedom. I had lived life on my own terms, defying the world with my music. But in the process, I'd also become Chad Hendricks, the man tormented by the past, trapped in a cycle of self-destruction. Closing my eyes, I let my fingers glide over the keys. It's been years since I last played, but the music is still there, buried deep within me, waiting to be unearthed. It starts as a faint melody, a whisper of a tune that grows stronger with each passing moment. The music fills the room, my soul, every inch of my existence. It's raw and unfiltered, a testament to my pain and sorrow, my longing and hope. It's a piece of me, of who I was, of who I am, of who I hope to be. The sun streams in through the window, casting a halo of light around me as I lose myself in the music. For the first time in years, I feel alive, vibrant, my soul resonating with the notes filling the room. It's a feeling of liberation, of breaking free from the chains that have bound me for so long. Drained, I slump into the warm leather armchair, the invitation lying ominously on the coffee table before me. The silence of the mansion wraps around me like a shroud, offering no comfort or respite. Each tick of the antique grandfather clock in the corner is a stark reminder of the passing time. I must make a decision. I won't let my past define me. I won't let the mistakes and regrets hold me captive. This is not the end. No, this is just the beginning. It's time for a new chapter in the story of Chad Hendricks. It's time for the world to hear my music once again. It's time to bring back the rock star. I picked up the phone and dialed the number printed on the invitation. My heart thumps in my chest, the steady rhythm punctuating the eerie silence of the room. The phone rings, a harsh sound that shatters the quiet, and after what feels like an eternity, a man picks up. His voice is low, almost a whisper. I'm glad you decided to call. I've got an opportunity for you, Chad. A chance to headline the Retro Revival Tour. A chance to reclaim your throne. His words sent a thrill through me. It's the offer I've been waiting for. A chance to perform again. To let my music soar. But something about the man's voice, the eerie way he speaks, gives me pause. It's though there's an unspoken threat in his words. A hint of danger I just can't quite place. I, I, I need to think about it. I say, stalling for time. There's not much time, Chad. He responds, his voice growing cold. The tour starts soon. It's a now or never kind of situation. Despite my reservations the prospect of the tour, of the spotlight, it's too enticing. I'll take a deep breath, 
pushing aside the uneasy feeling gnawing at me. All right, I say, my voice stronger than I feel. I'm in. Excellent. The man replies, a hint of satisfaction creeping into his voice. A car will be at your place tomorrow morning to take you to your first rehearsal. With that, he hangs up, leaving me staring at the phone in my hand. I feel a knot in my stomach, a mixture of fear and excitement. I'm taking a leap here into the unknown against my better judgment, but as I look around at the empty house, I know that it's a risk I'm willing to take. The next morning, the dawn breaks with hues of rose and gold, casting a warm glow on my face, and I peer out the front window. I take a long, hard look at my reflection in the mirror, and I straighten my jacket, checking my appearance one last time. I try to stifle the unease bubbling inside me, reminding myself of why I'm doing this. For the music, for the passion, for the adoration of the crowd. Right on cue, a sleek black car glides to a stop in front of my house. It's a car that breathes luxury, an embodiment of the grandeur I once knew and yearned to reclaim. The driver steps out, clad in a uniform as crisp as the morning air. He opens the back door and stands at attention, waiting. With a deep breath, I grab my guitar case and step outside. The morning sun hits my face, a gentle caress that's both a goodbye and a good luck. As I make my way towards the car, I can't help but feel like I'm crossing a threshold, stepping into a whole new world. I slide into the plush leather seat. The driver nods at me through the rearview mirror and slides back into his seat, starting the engine with a low rumble. The car pulls away smoothly, leaving my house, my past, fading into the distance. As the cityscape whizzes by, I find my mind drifting to the mysterious man on the phone. His voice, eerie and unsettling, seems to echo in my ears. His words replay in my mind, promising fame and glory, all tinged with danger. An unsettling feeling gnaws at me, but I push it away. As we glide through the city, I find my fingers strumming an imaginary guitar, sinking with the rhythm of the car's engine, each beat drawing me closer to the upcoming tour. The familiar excitement of a performance flutters in my chest, the spark of music flickering to life once more. Arriving at an imposing Victorian mansion, the starting point of the tour, an eerie thrill courses through me. The driver's curt nod confirms our arrival. We've arrived, Mr. Hendricks. As I approach the entrance, the front door creaks open. A figure emerges from the shadows. It's the man with the unsettling voice. He's tall and skeletal, his eyes bearing an intensity that matches his eerie voice. Welcome, Chad, he says, a chilling grin spreading across his face. We've been waiting for you. Despite the knot forming in my stomach, I muster my courage and walk towards him. Let's get this show on the road, I reply matching his unsettling grin with a determined one of my own. Inside, the mansion breathes an air of another era. Following the man through dim corridors, we reach a grand ballroom, a stage at his center. Your revival starts here, Chad. For a moment, I feel a surge of apprehension, but then I look down at the guitar in my hand, the tool of my resurrection, my faithful companion. With a deep breath, I step onto the stage. The lights are dim, the room is empty, 
but I can already hear the phantom cheers, see the shadowy figures of fans in the darkness. I strike the first chord, and the ballroom fills with the echo of the melody. In that moment, I know that no matter how unsettling the journey, music will always be my guiding light. With this thought, my unease fades away, replaced by the raw passion for my craft. The comeback tour, my revival, it starts here. As I strum the final notes of the song, the echoes fade, and the eerie man approaches the stage. His eyes are darker than I've seen before. A depthless abyss that chills my bones. Bravo, Chad. As compelling as ever. But it's time we discuss something else. He says, his voice somber. I look at him, puzzled. He gestures for me to follow. As I step off the stage, he leads me to a different room. One that I hadn't noticed before. It's a small, unassuming green room off the side of the stage. And it's barren except for a dusty old mirror hanging on the wall. Look into the mirror, Chad. He instructs. And I follow, gazing into the mirror. My reflection stares back at me. But then, something strange happens. The reflection changes. The figure in the mirror isn't me anymore. It's Molly. She's yelling. Her face red with tears. Tells me she's in love with Jimmy. I watch as my reflection morphs back to me. Now holding a gun. My face contorted with rage and despair. I place the gun to my head. Threatening to take my own life. Suddenly I'm not looking at a reflection anymore. I'm living the scene. Replaying that fatal night. Molly's harsh words ring in my ears. Go ahead and pull the trigger. The world would be better off without you. As Molly turned to leave the room, I wanted to rip out her bloody fucking throat. I pointed the gun at her and pulled the trigger. As I cried over Molly's lifeless body, Jimmy and Laura came in the room and their faces were stricken with terror. One by one, I take their lives as well. And the room spins around me. The mirror showing a tale of tragedy I had forgotten, or perhaps refused to remember. I placed the gun to my own head, the echo of a gunshot ringing in my ears as my reflection slumps lifelessly to the floor. As the horrific scene ends, I stumble back, my head spinning, the harsh reality sinking in. I'm dead. I was dead. I had been dead all along. I'm sorry, Chad. The eerie man says, his voice softening. This... Is your reality, your truth, your punishment is to relive your worst actions, to face what you've done. But what are you? I stammer out, struggling to comprehend anything. The smile is unsettling, just as it was the first time I heard his voice on the phone. Names often have many forms, Chad. Mephistopheles, Beelzebub, the Prince of Darkness. But you, you can call me Lucifer. And with that, the horror of my reality settles around me like a cloak, the weight of my actions pressing down on my chest. My story was never about a comeback, never about a revival. It's about penance, and this is the first day of my own eternal hell.